All right, mic check, mic check, come in, come in on the 9-9 date. TikTok is lagging, so they're already trying to jam up my signal. YouTube, can you hear me loud and clear? I'm trying to come to you tonight on the 9-9 date so that we can talk about settlement season. That's right, I am coining the season that we are approaching as settlement season, and this is going off of what Jeremy Hogan suggests is going to be the best time for a settlement in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. So I'm not trying to get us too hype on a settlement for sure happening. I'm just agreeing with Jeremy Hogan. And then I'm also tying it back to other issues such as economically, politically, in the health crisis. And then we also have every single asset class and every single business sector where we need to settle the score. We need to settle up. Okay, there's a lot of people that have been getting away with a lot of evil, a lot of bad stuff has been happening, a lot of people holding back humanity, trying to keep the power for themselves. We're going to break it down tonight, but we are approaching settlement season. What an amazing time to be alive. I appreciate all of you guys so much. We are loud and clear. We are good to go. Is TikTok still lagging? Hopefully TikTok's good to go. You know, they're always trying to jam up the signal over here. Uh, what we're talking about uh, we're trying to stay right on topic for you guys, right on target, and we try to toe the line every single night for you. I appreciate you guys for joining me on a Friday night session. Okay, let's get it fired up. We got a lot to cover. Okay, let's take a look at these markets. Excuse me. Uh, Bitcoin trading at 21300 Ethereum 1736 that's a $1,700 Ethereum for you in XRP <clears throat> all the way up to 35 cents, nearly breaking up to 36 cents for our XRP. Now, what position am I taking right now? As I said, cash on the sidelines, ready to buy XRP and other assets all the way down, including real estate. But I also am in a Bitcoin short as we speak. That's right. Um, I told my Discord, I've, I've been showing my Discord the trades that I've been making. I made a bad decision. This is not financial advice, but I'm just, you know, full transparency and I like making fun of myself. Uh, so I'm in a Bitcoin short right now. My entry point average, because I've bought in twice now because I'm stubborn like that. Instead of taking my 25% loss or even, a, I know a lot of traders that are, you know, uh, geniuses or whatever they're doing, they're, they're, they'll set their stop loss at 5, 10, 15%. Well, I'm kind of a stubborn Bitcoin short uh it's kind of just something that I get off on. And so I got a little bit of a problem. So this is not financial advice, but I'm just telling you guys uh, what I'm doing right now. I, I've placed a Bitcoin short and uh, my current entry price is 20,100. So it's down right now as Bitcoin's trading at 21,300. But I, I am very stubborn and I still believe that they are playing with us and we are going back down to the downside. I do not think that we've bottomed out. I think that we have a ways to go. And because I haven't set a stop loss at 10, 20%, I don't get liquidated until a much, much higher price at about 24K. Just to explain the simple trade that I'm in. That's a very stubborn, a very stupid trade. I'm starting out tonight's Friday night session by making fun of myself. But I just want to tell you guys, you know, I, I putting my money where my mouth is. I do believe that we are going much lower. Let's get in to the rest of the news though tonight. I, I will keep you guys updated on all the trades though. So you guys already know the deal. Uh, Mr. Poole asked us tonight, are you ready? 
okay are you guys ready for settlement season are you guys ready for the event events that are about to occur not only in september but all the way through this election cycle it is going to be truly incredible peter schiff tapping in on uh, the queen elizabeth passing he says as british citizens mourn the loss of their beloved queen elizabeth they should also mourn the freedom they lost in the transition from monarchy to democracy no historic monarch even attempted to tax the British public anywhere near as much as elected officials tax them now. Now, I hadn't thought of that. I didn't even really realize that until Peter mentioned that, that the monarch is actually, was actually taxing the citizens less. In tonight's, uh, yesterday's live show, I covered how I thought it was pretty crazy how the citizens are going to be footing a bill in the billions of dollars to cover the funeral pr- proceedings. A family that's so rich, so wealthy and elite, which I'm not against the uh, elite, I'm not against the wealthy, I'm not against people that are rich. I'm just wondering why are, why are the citizens you know, footing the bill for that? But then I also see this interesting point from Peter Schiff on uh, the monarchy actually taxing the citizens less than the current government. So maybe the monarchy worked out for Britain. You know, I, I'm, I'm here asking, how's your program working out? Maybe the monarchy was the right thing to do. I know I got a couple comments, people praising Queen Elizabeth. Some people say she's an evil lizard. I, I you know, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, for me, how does the new financial system roll out? What am I supposed to be doing right now? And, you know, it is truly incredible to see how much us citizens in the West are getting taxed. What they are doing, what they are imposing on us is truly incredible. But the tide is turning. I got a special uh, update here for you in one sec. Bank of England says, in light of the period of national mourning now being observed in the United Kingdom, the September 2022 meeting of the Monetary Policy Committee has been postponed for a period of one week. The committee's committee's decision will be announced at 12 noon on the 22nd of September. Now, I covered last night, it's being speculated September 20th is going to be the date of the funeral. The banks will be shutting down that day and for potentially a few days after that as well. We will be watching that one very, very closely. But we have huge positive news that I wanted to interject into tonight's live show. This is fantastic. The Dutch agriculture minister has resigned after massive farmers' protests against new climate goals that would shut down 11,200 farms. So this is what all the protests were about. They're trying to impose new deals that would shut down the farmers. Take away their livelihood. And then, you know, eat crickets. Peasant life. That's their plan for you. Completely chipped and tapped in, living like a peasant, eating bugs. Own nothing, be happy. But we have a victory. The Dutch agriculture minister stepping down, resigning. We're seeing many people settle up. This is what I'm talking. This is why I titled this episode Settlement Season. We're settling the score in a lot of different issues. This being one of them, as I said, politically, here we have another elected official stepping down. Okay, huge victory for freedom, for the farmers worldwide, for the people fighting the good fight. Amen. We love to see it. Now, what is Warren Buffett's program? Berkshire Hathaway has increased its stake in Occidental Petroleum to 26.8%. This is one of the largest oil and gas producers in the United States. These guys know where the money's at. They know where this. They know where these deals are going. It's all fun and games, you know, forward-facing to the public when they, you know, Warren is this big, fuzzy bear. He's the nice guy. Everyone looks up to him, right? But behind the scenes, you follow the money on what Warren's doing. He's not playing around. 
He's not playing around. And, and let me say this one quick point on Warren Buffett that just blows me away. And it doesn't surprise me, actually, but it, it really puts you in the room with Warren Buffett. My mentor, Dan Pena, went to the Berkshire Hathaway Conference this year. Um, what was that? End of April, early May. I went to the conference that Dan Pena put on. And we went and watched him speak. It was super cool in Omaha, Nebraska, where uh, Warren Buffett's from. Dan came in, got to see him speak. That was truly incredible. But he described what was taking place at the Berkshire Hathaway Conference. He said armed security guards, uh, veterans, special forces, every 50 feet throughout the crowd. And the whole time, he, he was giving it to the crowd, not holding back at all, letting it fly. And, he, and Dan was saying, he doesn't care what you think. And this is how these people think that are moving way ahead. They don't care about woke. They act nice. The big fuzzy bear gets interviewed by CNBC, you know, the, the, the Oracle of Omaha, which, you know, a lot, I have a huge amount of respect for Warren. Um, but when you follow the money, when you watch what they're doing, they're not playing games. They're not playing games. And when you show up to his conference, he's got people every 50 feet ready to take you out. If you get too close, if you get if you get too offended, he's got people to take care of that one. It's truly incredible, and it gives you uh, you know just an inside look at how these guys are operating, the moves that they're making, and they put their money where their mouth is, or do they? No, no, no. They play the public game, the public facing, do the dance, the wokey, the, the woke program behind the scenes, taking further positions in the largest oil and gas producers in the United States. Okay, continuing on. Breaking news, the United States is threatening to impose sanctions on buyers of Russian oil that fail to abide by the price cap proposed by Western allies. This should go over well with China and India. Have a good weekend from Gold Telegraph. Yeah, this is just laughable at this point that they think that they get to impose their will like this. It's truly ridiculous. Whatever happened to a free market capitalism that America was based off of? Now we're trying to set a price on somebody else's oil? What do we, where do we get off? It's, it's actually kind of good that the United States is getting knocked down a peg. We got to show some respect. We actually got to back our currency by something. And, um, you know, there, there is a solution for that. Uh, gold, precious metals, and digital assets that actually get something done. But in the meantime, we got to do this this deal here where we stand uh, before the world trying to tell them what they can price cap their oil at. Truly ridiculous. Putin's 12,000 tons of gold hoard set the stage for Asian Bretton Woods in the new Moscow gold standard. His hand is fantastic. Putin. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. And, um, you know, we're going to see how this unfolds. But Putin says Western elites are sacrificing the prosperity of their own citizens for the sake of preserving Washington's dictatorship in global affairs, like I was just mentioning. We think that we can just force our will upon everyone. And Mr. Putin, using the exact same words that I always use on this show here, sacrificing the middle class and poor of this country for all of this agenda that they are trying to impose on us against our will. Or is it? Because we have half the population that goes along with this deal and does the dance, no problem, uh, rolling on into their own demise. Now, check this out, though. This is the sovereign debt crises that we're talking about across uh, the, cross the world here. But in the United States specifically, we have major problems. Interest paid on the $30 trillion in U.S. government debt was $562 billion during 2021. 
an average percentage rate on all debt was 1.5%. Now rates are above 3% and heading to 4%. Are you ready for over 1 trillion annually in interest payments? Truly incredible. Now, what does that mean though? What, what does this mean that they are going to be having to make these payments on the debt, which 30 trillion in debt is just what's on the balance sheet. Remember all the unfunded liabilities as well, like social security, Medicare, and others that take our national debt over $100 trillion. Okay. This means that they have to inflate away and off this debt. The only way that they can pay this debt is by inflating the currency, injecting more stimulus so that they can pay off this debt. There's no other way for them to service this debt unless they do a complete debt forgiveness wipeout, which is still on the cards. And they're actually doing that for some segments of the population that go along and behave well. The citizens that go along and behave well, uh, you're gonna get stimulus. You're gonna get the UBI. This the only thing that they can do at this point is to inflate the currency, okay? so that they can pay off this debt. It's gonna be truly incredible. Uh, nearly double the interest rate that they were paying off before, going from 1.5 to three, even 4%. And the Fed is supposed to be raising rates again here this month. 20th and the 21st is the next Fed meeting. Watch that closely. Now, continuing on, US household wealth fi fell by a record 6.1 trillion in Q2 2022. Now, that pains me to read that. It pains me to see the U.S. household wealth fell, fell by $6 trillion in one quarter, in a three-month span. And I feel incredibly thankful, and I have a lot of gratitude for the fact that I am in the complete opposite situation. My business is thriving. Our program, working fantastic. Accumulating more of the assets that are going to matter in the new financial system. God willing, we are able to make it through to the other side take care of our family, take care of others, and help others along the way do the same in their families, in their communities, for their church. $6 trillion of net, uh, household wealth lost in the three-month period this year. And we're just getting started. We are just getting started. So I'm, I'm incredibly thankful, and I have a lot of gratitude for the situation that I'm in. Praise God. But when you see and understand how much worse this situation is going to get, continuing on, Mr. Intuitive, uh, Trumers only is what he calls them, Trumers. Uh, so we are talking about the truth on this show as well. Huge shout out to Mr. Intuitive, the official cool guy of the Digital Asset Investor channel. And we love these guys. We like guys like this. Do you honestly think the U.S. and E.U. are going to keep their worthless fiat backed by nothing when BRICS and the rest of the world are going to asset-backed currencies? Come on, just hang in there a little longer. And that's where we're at. We're approaching settlement season. I'm hanging on. And not only am I hanging on, right? We're doubling and tripling down. Shorting Bitcoin, that's probably not a good move. But we're, uh, you know, increasing our position in XRP. And that's the thing, on that trade that I'm making, it doesn't matter what I'm trading. Okay, I'm shorting Bitcoin, even if I lose and crypto moves up, what I'm making off XRP going up, it wipes out my losses completely. So either way, we're positioned and hedged. But this is a beautiful thing here, right? 
uh, understanding that the United States, the power structure, the Western financial world, they are cutting deals behind the scenes too. They're not just uh, stupid and incompetent. No, they have a plan. Okay? They're just the ones that are stalling out the most because they're the incumbents. They have the most amount of power and some of their own have to get sacrificed as well. Some of their own aren't going to make it to the, to the ending. The ending won't be for everyone. Okay? And, and, and what we're watching here is an incredible situation unfolding in the United States. Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser declares state of emergency over migrants bus to her city. Okay, we're about to talk on the current events and these uh, political staged events here in the United States because we have some settled scores, uh, this, some scores that still need to be settled in regards to politics, in regards to what's taking place in D.C. and the political capital of the cabal in the D.C. swamp. It's very important what takes place here. This is the political arm of the power structure that is you know, moving their agenda at full speed against us. Steve Bannon, this is from Charlie Kirk. Steve Bannon just broke that at least 35 Trump allies had their homes raided yesterday by the FBI. This is, I, I mean, I want to be careful with my words here, and I'm just reporting the news. I'm not here to interject my opinion. I'm just reporting the news. But to me, this looks like a tit-for-tat battle underway between uh, you know, Trump and allies and the power structure that we have with Biden and team, Joe Biden and team. And we're watching it unfold in real time here, and it's uh, truly incredible. Now, one, one thing I wanted to also add is that it's being reported that there could be fresh raids on the way for Mr. Trump uh, because they're looking at his election arm of his organization. That's the next place that they want to investigate. And on this channel... I say, let's investigate everyone. Let's let all truth be revealed. And let's also take a look at Gary Gensler and what took place while he was running Clinton campaign. If we're going to look at everyone's election arm of their organization, well, let's look on the other side of the aisle too. Let's look on both sides of the aisle, equally and fair. Let's be fair about it. All truth should be revealed. These are people that aren't conspiracy theorists. Jason Foster from Founder, President, and Power Oversight is the one who's getting all these Freedom of Information Act requests. Uh, he's getting all this information for not only the XRP community in regards to the you know SEC Ethereum Free Pass issues. He's also looking at some stuff here too with um, the Russian dossier documents and everything that was taking place under the Clinton campaign. And we also had our good friend Gary running the CFO of the Clinton campaign. Never forget, okay? This is not a conspiracy. Jason Foster, the, these guys aren't conspiracy. These are straight business. This is straight down to business and truth in America, as it should be. God bless this country. Let's restore order. While Gensler was widely known to the Clinton campaign CFO, former Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta personally singled Gensler out for responsibility for funding the dossier. The fake Russian misinformation, disinformation, whatever you want to call it, all the stories about Russia collusion and all the nonsense that they tried to pin against Trump that turned out to be fake. 
Podesta blamed Gensler. In testimony before the House Intelligence Committee in 2017, Podesta said Gensler was the top official in the campaign who would have approved payments to the campaign's firm Perkins Coy. Perkins Cooey. Same law firm that did the Ethereum free pass, same law firm that uh, advised Ripple and said the XRP was not a security. Very same law firm based out of Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he approved payments to the campaign's law firm, Perkins Cooey, to reimburse for the Fusion GPS research firm that Steele uh, did on the dossier. Quote, you think Gensler would have been the guy that would know that? A congressman asked Podesta about the payments for the dossier. Quote, Gensler established the financial controls. Perkins had budgeted expenditures. They were billing against that, and those bills were paid. Podesta explains. Okay. Podesta said as chairman, he never saw Perkins bill because that was being managed by the people who were operational inside the campaign. I guess that's why uh, what we're trying to get to, to see who the guys were, said Representative Michael Conaway, Republican from Texas. Okay. So let's see what happened. You know, we want to look at both sides. We want to look at Trump. We want to look at Hillary. We want to look at Joe Biden. What happened under Obama? Let's hold Bush accountable. Now, that's all in the past. But going forward, we need to investigate everyone who's relevant, everyone who's going to be running again, everyone who's going to be president again. And guys, this is unbelievable to me. My, my viral Trump video from a few weeks ago, it's been like almost a month now where I said that when Trump gets arrested, you know, it'll all be part of him returning back to power. You know, he's not going anywhere. He's going to run again. Not only do I still have a bunch of haters and crazy people stitching it and just saying, you know, these crazy people are just continue to stitch it to this day, a month later, well over 1.4 million views. It's still going. They're still stitching it. But what's happened is I've had a few now admit, okay, Trump's going to come back, but he's only going to be in power for four years. So whatever, you know, basically admitting that, okay, he's going to be back, but he's only got four years. What's he going to do? And, oh, he still might go to jail. And, and then I still got the clowns that, oh, he's going to go to jail. And they stitch me and then they pop in and they say, I'm going to throw a party. We're going to get shots. It's clowns play. It's child's play. It's, I can't even watch it. It lowers my IQ and the vibration from these people is so low. I pray for them. God help them. Unbelievable. They think that I'm over here like praying that Trump comes back. It's like, what? No, I'm just taking care of my family and getting rich. Taking advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. Trying to solve real world problems. Bring value to the world. I don't play around. I'm about my business and I want all truth revealed in this country because I stand for something. These people have been committing crimes against humanity. I'm not playing around. Let all truth be revealed. What do you got on Trump? Let's see what we got on Hillary and others. I shouldn't even mention these names. I shouldn't even talk about these topics. I should stick to crypto, bro. This is all related. It's settlement season, guys. Right here, scores have to be settled economically, politically, currency wars, in the health crisis. Can we talk about health? Can we talk about wellness on this channel? No, we can't. You know where I'm going with that. Every single asset class, the score has to be settled. Every single business sector disrupted. And it, it's all tied here back together. 
Let's get into our cryptocurrency news since we should stick to crypto, bro. Okay, let's stick to crypto for them. So look what my wife's job just emailed her from HR, okay? Cryptocurrency option added to benefits. We are pleased to announce that employees now have the option of deferring a portion of up to 15% of their paychecks to a Coinbase cryptocurrency account, okay? Here we are. This is good. This is adoption. Fantastic for the crypto space, okay? I know what I'm accumulating. I know what I would put if I had that option, okay? What about XRP? Our good friend, Rao Paul interjecting his opinions his speculation on what's going to take place with xrp huge amount of respect for Ralph paul what he's been doing at real vision i do like to catch um when he gets interviewed when he puts out some fresh stuff i do like to see what Ralph paul has to say okay let's uh see if we can load up this one and we will run this back for you guys okay Ralph paul saying it's being used the probably probability is is the value of the chain increases significantly and it's a big play. It's a real play, and it has a niche. They're talking about Ripple. Any thoughts there, Al? Yeah, so there's this weird narrative from the past about Ripple. The point being is, even if they have to settle a lawsuit and get a slap on the wrist, Ripple plays actually quite an important role. It's a money transmission network, and it does quite a good job of it. And it has deep connections, with global governments around the world has worked really hard on it. Um, so there, there is a reason the chain is valued as highly as it is. And it's not from specula speculation, because actually, you know, it got, it got taken off a whole bunch of exchanges because of the lawsuit. It's actually because when I use my net cast law model, the amount of value that gets transacted on the chain is very high. It's being used. So I think if you lift the the the, uh, the the legal issue probability is is that the value of the chain increases significantly and you know as the world moves towards central bank digital currencies i think the xrp network is going to be somewhere at the center of all of that so yeah i don't, I don't rule it out i know it's not flavor of the day for a lot of people i think it's a it's a big player it's a real player and it has its niche <clears throat> It's a big play, it's a real play, and it has its niche. And he understands that it's based off of utility, not speculation, guys. We're solving real problems, and we're just getting started. And he's saying that there's already a lot of value on the chain. And I'm about to show you where the value's at right now. Because the on-demand liquidity volume is now higher than the trading volume on Binance and the exchanges. Okay, guys, check this out. Uh, let's, let's take a look here. This is from FOMO. Short the FOMO on Twitter nearly and we covered this at the beginning of the month when he first shared this nearly halfway through the month an ODL exchange still above Binance the point here is we're watching the real utility that we've all been waiting to see it unleashed is now surpassing the trading volume of speculators of traders like me and you and in market makers you know it's it's now running uh, more liquidity through the on-demand liquidity corridors than it is the trading volume that's taking place on the exchanges. Okay, this is what we want to see. This is utility beating out speculation. This is the only way that you get to uh, trillion dollar market caps and beyond. Yeah, everything in the crypto space has been cool. Uh, for now, we got the whole market cap up to about $3 trillion, right? But how do you actually get 
trillions of dollars settled on your blockchain. It is by doing this on-demand liquidity, exchange volume, and this is just one of the use, you know, you know, one of the uh, use cases and flows of XRP. There's so much more here that's going to be built out. Okay, now I, I got two tweets here to cover from XRP Pharaoh 33 on Twitter. Fun fact: After the SEC sued Ripple, XRP fell to 17 cents. Price has never gone down there since. It's been 619 days since price hit 17 cents. The lowest price XRP has gone since then is roughly 27 cents. There was a maximum fear after the lawsuit, and yet that was a bottom. Let that sink in. This is actually really interesting to watch on XRP because we've already gone through a mass capitulation moment for XRP. We've already gone through the depths of a quote-unquote bear market. Like, it doesn't get much worse than getting sued by the SEC and then having trading frozen, halted, and withdrawn from many exchanges completely. Now it's a challenge to even get XRP in a lot of areas. That brought us down to 17 cents. We haven't been there since 619 days. Where that's almost nearly, uh, you know, two years here going on. Truly incredible. And uh, the lowest price that we've gone to since then has been 27 cents. We've been watching this because XRP's already been suppressed along with a few other cryptocurrencies like XLM and others that didn't hit an all-time high this last bull run that we just went through. Okay, this is something to watch. This is something where you don't, you know, yes, you want to be patient and there's still a lot more bleeding out to happen in the markets, in my opinion. But these assets have already been so suppressed. These assets are already hard to get. We don't know if we're going to be able to get these assets after the settlement. I had someone mention that. You never bring up the fact that we might not even be able to get XRP later off exchanges. And, and I replied, I said, well, you must be new here because I definitely talk about that quite often, about how that's why I've been FOMO buying XRP from $1.20 all the way down here to $0.30. Cents. I've had FOMO the whole time because I see the utility. I see what Ripple's doing. And it's just... Two plus two equals four. It's simple math. It's just valued in the trillions. If we actually get our job done, if we're halfway wrong, we still change our lives forever. And it's already been one of the suppressed assets, along with precious metals, suppressed and manipulated. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Precious metals, XRP, other utility cryptos, silver, XLM. It's funny how these, these assets just seem to have a theme, don't they? And they, they also seem to have a way of getting into my portfolio. Now, I have no position on gold, but silver XRP and XLM, absolutely. Now, my second post here from XRP Pharaoh 33 they already have a date of when this will all be over. The XRP chart knows it as well. Price will most, this is why we're trading in that, you know, descending wedge that we've been in for basically two years, right? Uh, whatever the pattern that you want to call it. We're about to break out of this thing in a massive way. Like he says, the XRP chart knows it all. Anyone who understands technical analysis knows that this thing's about to rip to at least like the double digits area, minimum. Price will most likely dip when it happens, buying opportunity, regardless of the outcome. The chart is not dead at all. It is primed for massive gains. When? Nobody knows. Don't ask. And that is so true. And that's why I'm, I'm making the caveat, I'm making the disclaimer that we don't know the exact time or date, 
but we do know that we are going into a settlement season. Okay, this is the, the, the term that I am coining the next few months. Summary judgment briefs are due September 13th in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. There's going to be a back and forth over what needs to be redacted, what's sealed up, what can't we talk about, oh, we can't reveal this story, whatever the deal is. And of course, we're used to this case getting pushed back further and further, but I do believe that Ripple wants to see the conclusion of this case. And then I've also been looking at, you know, what we covered in tonight's live show, Gary Gensler tied to Perkins, Co Perkins Coy, uh, and all the way back, there's a lot to cover up here. It's much bigger than just the Ethereum monopoly free pass. You also have what took place within that criminal campaign, potentially. Let all truth be revealed, right? So much to settle up here. We are in settlement season. I titled it approaching settlement season, but we're basically there. The queen just passed away. May she rest in peace. Okay. And, and what, um, I didn't mention this in tonight's live stream. I didn't pull it up, but apparently the operation was Operation London Bridge, right, for the Queen. And it is uh, Operation Rising Spring Tide, I think, for uh, Prince Charles, who will now be King Charles. Oh, and that is one other thing that I wanted to talk about. I'm glad that I remembered this. Okay, because I wanted to make this point too. I meant to make this earlier when I first started the show and we were talking about the Queen. I see I'm at my 33 minute marker, okay. King Charles, I believe, is about to have one of the shortest reigns ever out of all the monarchs. Now, I haven't gone back and Googled uh, shortest reign in the history of the, the, the monarchy. But I just have a feeling that uh, he's, his is not going to last long. I don't know his exact age. You guys can fact check me. Drop it in the comments below. I know you guys fact checked me yesterday about the queen. She reigned for 70 years, which I later corrected in the same stream, like 30 seconds later. But everyone has to be on the fact checks, which I appreciate. Let's get it all straight. I love it. But I believe that King Charles is going to have one of the shortest reigns in the history of the monarchy. And I want you guys to think about this. Going in, he has nothing to lose. I'm pretty sure he's like 72. He has nothing to lose. His time's nearly up. His time on earth's nearly up. His reign, he knows, is almost up. So I think he's going to be part of shaking it up in a major, major way. Now, of course, he's at all the... He, he's everywhere that matters, from the World Economic Forum to all the other groups. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. It's no surprise, right? We understand how this world works. We understand the importance of the City of London being the financial arm of... The, the the agenda the groups we also need to watch to that point let's watch prince uh sorry king charles now okay let's watch this how long will he reign you guys let me know in the comments down below this is a good one to put down below how long do you think that king charles will reign for everyone let me know in the comments okay we also need to watch pope francis and then we also need to watch joe biden obviously Okay. Now I, I wish nothing bad, nothing, nothing uh, evil upon these guys. You know, I hope that they're able to reign for as long as God has planned for them. However, that may work out. However, that may fall in order. But without a doubt, the dominoes have started falling. We are in settlement season. This is going to be a truly incredible series of events that unfold over the next few months. Now we've put out some predictions, you know, you guys already know, you guys are tapped in on this show. And um, I also wanted to make one point before I, you know, conclude and I'll take a few questions. I just got touched uh, by, sorry, 
I think let me, let me I just touched base with one of my sources and um, this is not one of my military sources this is one of my sources in higher places I'll just leave it at that and I really can't say much and I do apologize for for flirting with this but I just want to let you guys know that um, he confirmed a lot of what we've been speculating on and a lot of what we think is about to roll out. And I can, I can really not go much further than that. Remember, we, we, we got sources and we got to respect them. We got military, active, former. Um, some of the best sources come from our military sources. Some of the best inf information and intel, absolutely, is, is really the best, actually. Um, but in regards to this, this has to do with some other things, not, not military aspects, but other aspects of agendas and different stuff that we talk about on this channel. And I mean, it's just another confirmation. And I'm just telling you guys that if you're resonating with this frequency, with this vibe that I'm putting off, if we connect, if you like this channel, if you're about to smash the thumbs up because you love what we're doing here, uh, we're on target completely, 100%. Maybe 90, 90, 90, 95%. We, we miss a few things. I place a bad Bitcoin short once in a while. Okay, whatever. Don't care. Um, other than that, though, we're getting really good intel. We've been able to do really good research, and we've been able to put a really good program together. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.